Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Tyranids. The Warhammer 40K universe is filled with a vast array of alien species, some more relevant than others, and they represent a multitude of science fiction tropes and concepts. Perhaps none of these are stranger and more alien than the Tyranids, a species that doesn't deal with diplomacy, doesn't work with technology, and has no interest in controlling territory or demonstrating power over others. The Tyranids are easily amongst the most fearsome species to exist in 40k, representing an incredibly grave threat to every other form of life in the galaxy. In this video, we'll look at what we know about the Tyranids, their unique biology, and their methods of war. True to their utterly foreign nature, the Tyranids actually originated from outside of the Milky Way galaxy. It's unknown exactly where they came from or how long they've been around, but some sources guess that they've passed through hundreds of galaxies. It's believed that the Tyranids were first alerted to life in the Milky Way when a psychic beacon was overloaded during the days of the Horus Heresy. This burst of psychic energy reached out through the warp far enough to wherever the Tyranid horde was located at the time, and they began moving towards the Milky Way. This problem would be exacerbated by the presence of the Emperor of Mankind's Astronomicon, another psychic beacon the Imperium of Man uses to navigate through the warp. It's believed by the Imperial Inquisition that the Imperium first encountered Tyranid lifeforms around the 35th millennium, but the first official encounter was in the 41st millennium, on the planet Tyran. Tyran was an ocean world on the eastern fringe of the galaxy, a largely unexplored region. The tech priests on Tyran learned of a rash of dead planets in systems around Tyran, but they were ultimately caught unaware by the Tyranid Hive fleet. Tyran possessed standard defenses for an imperial outpost, capable of withstanding most any alien threat, but the Tyranids blockaded the planet physically, and psychically. It wasn't long after that that the planet was overrun and consumed, although the head of the Mechanicus on the planet managed to send out a warning to the rest of mankind. The warning read, We cannot live through this. Mankind cannot live through this. In a single day they have covered this planet with a flood of living blades and needle-fanged mouths. Kill one and ten take its place. If they are truly without number, then our race is doomed to a violent death before every shred of our civilization is scoured away by a force more voracious than the fires of hell themselves. Death. By the machine god, death is here. The hostile alien force were dubbed the Tyranids after the name of the planet, and the hive fleet that had consumed Tyran continued sweeping through the galaxy towards its center. This conflict, 
later known as the First Tyrannic War, seemed to be rather hopeless, as the Tyranid Hive fleet consumed everything they touched. The Ultramarines chapter of the Adeptus Astartes were brought in to end the war, although their first encounter with the aliens was a bloodbath, due to them being completely unprepared for the Tyranids' biology and combat tactics. The war came to a climax on the Ultramarine homeworld of McCraig, where a nearly unequaled battle took place. Both sides suffered massive casualties, and it's said that the soldiers walked on Tyranid corpses instead of the ground. Ultimately, the battle was only won when an Emperor-class battleship, a vessel kilometers in length, sacrificed itself to create a warp vortex that destroyed the Tyranid fleet. The Milky Way was given a couple centuries to recoup and recover, but the Tyranids eventually returned. Before we move on to the Tyranids' second incursion into the Milky Way, however, let's discuss the Tyranids themselves. Ravenous hordes of bloodthirsty monsters are dangerous enough, but what truly makes the Tyranids a threat above others is the Hive Mind. The Hive Mind is not a single consciousness, nor is it the collective minds of the Tyranids controlled by a single consciousness but instead is the connected network of every single Tyranid creature working in tandem towards a singular goal. That is to say, there isn't one big Tyranid at the top that gives commands to all others psychically, but rather all of the Tyranids communicate with one another psychically to achieve one goal, to consume. This allows the countless trillions of Tyranids to function as if they were a single organism. This psychic connection is accomplished through specific Tyranids that function as psychic conduits, connecting nearby Tyranids to the hive mind. Most Tyranids left without access to the hive mind will revert to a feral state, still dangerous but not nearly as coordinated. A side effect of the hive mind's psychic field is that it distorts the warp around the hive fleet preventing other telepathic communications and interfering with spacecraft in the warp. It also tends to drive nearby sapient creatures mad with visions of the warp. Tyranids possess a dizzying degree of biological variations, from the smallest of insect-like creatures to the hulking behemoths the size of imperial titans to even the massive bio-ships that the Hive fleets use to navigate the galaxy. The most numerous of the Tyranids come in a maggot-like form called Rippers, and serve as the primary means by which the Tyranids consume biomass from any form of life they encounter. After a planet has been invaded, Rippers will scour the world and consume everything they touch, leaving it a desolate wasteland. They are then broken down along with the biomass they consumed, which is taken back to the Hive fleet to be utilized by the Tyranid hordes. Gaunts come in a wide variety of subspecies, from Hormagaunts that resemble monstrous velociraptors, to Termagaunts that use a weapon which essentially shoots beetles that burrow into an individual's body on contact. Lictors are specialist Tyranids far more capable of stealth that are used as forward scouts. 
their skin can adapt to its surroundings, rendering them practically invisible to the naked eye, and they are adept at stalking and ambushing prey. Tyranid warriors are among the more formidable threats the Tyranids can bring to a battlefield, each one potentially a match for a space marine. Warriors are twice as tall as a man, strong, fast, and unflinching in combat. Hive tyrants serve as essentially commanders for Tyranid hordes, acting as the primary conduit to the Hive mind. Additionally, Hive tyrants are extremely capable themselves, larger, stronger, and more deadly than a warrior, incredibly intelligent, and capable of manifesting powerful psychic abilities. Many additional forms and variations exist, including many larger than a Hive tyrant, as well as the Tyranids' technology and their living ships. Among the most important of Tyranids are the Norn Queens, which live in the ships at the centers of the Hive fleets, and use the collected biomass from planets to continually produce additional Tyranids. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Arguably the most notable of Tyranid subspecies, however, are the Gene Stealers unique aliens that operate in a much more subtle way than other Tyranids, and yet are crucial to their operations. Gene stealers are highly mutatable, but generally they are bipedal, possessing two sets of arms, one ending with human-like hands and the other with claws. They are typically very intelligent, and their bodies can survive for centuries, even when exposed to the vacuum of space. Although pure strain gene stealers are born from the Norn queens, like all other Tyranids, most gene stealers reproduce independently from the rest of the Hive fleet, allowing them to spread across the galaxy. Gene stealers reproduce by inserting an embryo into a host through a tube like tongue, passing on their genetic material. This is generally done by small groups that sneak onto a planet or groups that hide out on an empty ship in space, called Space Hulks, waiting for rescue teams. The embryo will slowly rewrite the host's genetic code, and replace their consciousness with one controlled by a local psychic connection possessed by the gene stealers. Gene stealers will then force these hosts to seek out reproduction, and the offspring will be a gene stealer hybrid. Hybrids will then go out and continue to reproduce, creating more hybrids among a population. Although a first-generation hybrid will generally resemble a gene-stealer, by the fourth generation they are much harder to tell apart from the host species at first glance. These hybrids will all follow the instincts of a gene-stealer, thus will continue to spread among the population as a gene-stealer cult. The growing psychic connection within the Gene Stealer cult on a planet will serve as a beacon for a Tyranid hive fleet, drawing them in and letting them know that the planet is ready to be invaded. 
By the time the Hive fleet has arrived, the planet is typically already in disarray, due to a large portion of the population being in the Gene Stealer cult. After the planet is conquered, the Gene Stealer cult turns on itself, massacring the hybrids for biomass and starting the cycle anew. These Gene Stealer cults were at the forefront of the Tyranids' second invasion into the Milky Way. The Imperium had bolstered their defenses in the region of the galaxy where the Tyranids had first invaded, but eventually numerous rebellions began breaking out on planets in the area. A number of bureaucrats in the Imperium claimed that the rebellions were simply because people were upset at living in armed camps. The Imperial Inquisition raised an eyebrow at their downplaying of the situation and launched an investigation. The only connection that could be found among all of these officials was that they had all been to that region of the galaxy at some point in their lives. The Imperial Guard and Space Marines were sent in to snuff out the rebellions, eventually discovering the Gene Stealers at the heart of the cult. Although they assumed that they wiped them all out, hundreds of Gene Stealers would later pop out of the ground as a Hive fleet approached the region. The Ultramarines once again came to the Imperium's defense, carrying their experiences and knowledge from the First War. Once again, the losses were drastic, but the Tyranids were defeated a second time, although a split force had also done severe damage to an Eldar craft world. It would only be a few years later when the Third Tyrannic Wars would begin, with the Tyranids launching their greatest offensive yet. The massive Tyranid Hive fleet decided to split its forces around the galaxy and invade from multiple directions. Planetary Defense Forces, Imperial Guard, Imperial Navy, Space Marines, Inquisitors, and others have come to the defense of the Imperium during this galactic war. Entire planets have been torched by the Navy to prevent the Tyranids from gaining their much-needed biomass and the losses have been great on both sides. So far, the war continues, and the question remains if the Imperium will be victorious for the third time, or if an even larger Tyranid force is on the way. Tyranids borrow a lot of concepts from other science fiction stories, and they themselves have lended inspiration to other tales. Mankind in 40k has no shortage of enemies, but there aren't many that compare in sheer horror to the Tyranids. The concern that any given moment there might be secretive gene-stealer hybrids lurking among a populace or beneath their feet. The unflinching violence and carnage that a Tyranid horde brings to a planet, and their utter lack of fear as trillions of fully coordinated killing machines spread across the galaxy. Ultimately, the Tyranids tend to lose wars due to things like plot armor, but they still remain an incomparable threat.